You're listening to the Phil Klein Dental Podcast from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Many of us are using bulk fill composite and universal adhesives for our direct restorative procedures. And our goal, as in any clinical procedure, is to create the best restorations in the most efficient way. And chairside efficiency not only improves the patient experience, but also boosts productivity and profitability. Today, we'll be discussing efficient aesthetics using direct composites. Our guest is Dr. Joshua Austin, who maintains a full-time restorative dentistry practice in San Antonio, Texas, not far from our headquarters in Austin. He is an editorial director and monthly columnist for Dental Economics Magazine, focusing on dental products and technology. Dr. Austin also lectures around the country on topics such as digital marketing and mental health. Before we get started, I would like to mention that Dr. Austin's webinar titled Faster, Better, More Profitable, Bulk Fill Composite is the Way is now available as an on-demand webinar on vivalearning.com. Simply type in the search field Austin, A-U-S-T-I-N, and you'll see it. If you're doing a lot of direct restorative using composite resin, I certainly recommend this webinar. Dr. Austin, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Good to see you again, Dr. Klein. So we're certainly um, talking about a topic that's very important right now because so many dentists are using composites for their direct restorative procedures, but there is an opinion difference among dentists about whether traditional incremental fill placement technique is the right way to go or bulk fill. So what's your feeling about that? Yeah, you know, posterior composite really is the uh, bane of my existence. You know, it's by far the procedure I do the most in my practice. There's a study done by the ADA Health Policy Institute uh, that shows that uh, three out of every four restorations done in this country are direct restorations, and of those 90-something percent are resin composite. So we know it's the most common procedure in the office, but it's also the least profitable procedure I do. It gives me the most headaches. It's the most post-operative issues that I have are with direct composites, uh, specifically in the posterior. You know, when we look at incremental fill composites is that every time we place an increment, there's a risk of something going bad. And when I was uh, uh, taught in dental school, I was taught to do two millimeter increments. No increment of composite touched more than two walls of a tooth. And that's really, really easy to do on a typodont, but on a real tooth, on a patient that has cheeks and gums and tongue and blood and gingival curricular fluid, and that gets way harder. And so every time we place an increment, we have a risk of getting contamination or a void. And bulk fill helps reduce that, right? The, the, the less increments I can place, the better for me as a clinician and the better for the patient because we have less of a risk of, of contamination or avoid. And these composites are built to be placed in four millimeter increments, double what we're, we're used to having. So it just makes a, t- a ton of sense to me to use these in those areas in the posterior. They're really is the most common thing we do in an effort to minimize post-operative issues that we would run into that eat up our time and our profitability. So what has changed to make bulk fill so acceptable or actually the preferred method of choice when it comes to restoring, especially these larger cavity preps in posterior teeth? Yeah, there's kind of three things that have changed in the composites since the days of like the composites that I trained under when I was in dental school in the early 2000s would have been like heliomolar or Z100, kind of those classic legacy composites that have been around for 25 years now. Um, Number one is the monomer systems have all changed. All these monomer systems are totally different than the monomer systems that were present in those early composites that we did posteriorly. Um, And those monomer systems have reduced the amount of 
uh, polymerization shrinkage, which is something we used to worry about a lot. You know, we look at, at higher polymerization shrinkages. Now we're well under 2% on most products that are popular that are used today uh, that are considered bulk fill. Second thing that's been done is our photo initiator system has become more aggressive. And so uh, the average photo initiator system, the classical one we all think of, CQ, camphor quinone, um, is something that's still being used quite frequently, but has also uh, had the intensity ratcheted up a bit to make these uh, uh, resin composites cure uh, more aggressively because of the photo initiator system. Ivaclar incidentally uses one of the only companies that uses a proprietary photo initiator system called Ivoserine. So they're able to leverage that technology with some of their newer products. Uh, and then finally, they make these uh, materials a little bit more translucent. Obviously, if you had a disc of composite, a four millimeter disc of A1 and a four millimeter disc of D4, which one of those is going to let more light do it? Obviously, the A1, right? And so we want uh, a more translucent material that will allow that light to transmit all the way down to the floor of that four millimeter box. So that's really the ways that, that we have done it. And that tends to be what we see on the market today is our ability to play with that increment depth by increasing the translucence and by increasing the activity of the photo initiator and changing the monomer system to something that, that causes a little less polymerization shrinkage than the traditional monomers that we used for many years. So at this point in time, the clinician should be pretty confident that they can get really good adaptation to the cavity prep with bulk fills today. They could use four millimeter increments confidently and get good polymerization, which is related to low post-operative sensitivity. So with this bulk fill technique, which is becoming more and more popular now, and using the right materials, what kind of advantages is the dental practice seeing from the standpoint of the patient, the clinician, and profitability? Absolutely. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, for most of us, patients don't want to be in our office. I don't care what we're doing. I don't care what kind of spa amenities we offer and the warm towels and the massage chair and the paraffin wax and hand treatments and all that stuff. They don't <laughs> want to be there. They want to be in and out as quickly as possible. And so for us to be able to work efficiently and quickly, um, that's not, I'm not talking about rushing through a procedure and being sloppy. I'm just talking about working efficiently so as to minimize the amount of chair time that it takes. And that's the number one thing. And when we look at all the data, whether it's, um, you know, the, the, we have a five-year randomized control trial um, out of uh, Europe that shows that bulk fills have the same amount of uh, success rate as uh, incremental composites do, whether we're looking at Rosado's data on gap formation. Um, there's lots of data that tells us that these perform equally well as incremental fill composites. And if we can do so faster and more efficiently, it's better for the patient. And quite honestly, it's better for us. The only, you know, most of us who are on, like I'm on Delta. So I get a certain amount for a, a Kuzel composite on number three, right? It's 120 bucks, whatever it is. You know, they're not raising that rate. So if I want to stay as profitable as I was last year, where costs were, were a little bit less just based on inflation in the economy, the only option I have is to be more efficient in, in the hours I work. I can add hours. That's one option. Or I can be more efficient in the time that I do have. And I'd rather be more efficient than adding hours. Clinical dentistry is a beating. I don't want to do it any more than eight hours a day. Well, let me ask you this. So what you're saying all makes sense. Using the material and the technique that you've now adopted into your practice, your staff, your your team, your assistants, they all understand how you do direct restorative composite dentistry. What are you currently doing to save you time? And how much are we talking about? Like how much chair side time are you actually shaving off here? 
Yeah. So, so there's really two ways that you can shave time by switching to bulk fill. Number one is reducing the number of increments, right? Every increment we place takes a few seconds to place the increment, you know, 30 seconds to a minute to shape it, depending on, on which increment it is and what the anatomy is and all that, um, give or take. And then our curing time, obviously. So if we can cut our increments in half, we cut maybe a minute and a half or two minutes on a procedure. The other way that we could reduce the time and our efficiency in our procedure is to reduce the amount of time that we cure the restoration, right? When I was in dental school, we used halogen lights. Do you remember those like lights that were like big boxes that sat on our counters and they had big fans and big, huge cords and all that, right? And with halogen lights, we had to cure for like 40 seconds. And so then the advent of LED curing lights came out. Now we could cure less time right? We've kind of always had this barrier of like that 10 to 20 seconds, right? That's kind of where we've been floating around, um, you know, since the LED curing light came out. Well, now that's one thing that we can kind of modify as well. There are now uh, different curing lights and different systems that allow us to reduce the amount of curing time. So uh, there was a meme that went around for a long time where it was like, what my mom thinks I do, what my patients think I do, and what I really do. And like, what my mom <laughs> thinks I do is like Dr. House, you know, House MD, the TV show. Yeah, sure. Like, Lo- what my love that show. Think I do. Yeah, and it was like, what patients think I do is like swiping their credit card or something like that, and what I really do, and it was just a fit picture of a bored dentist holding a curing light, right? And I just think about the amount of time I've set in my life just sitting and staring at the wall as I'm holding a curing light on a tooth. And so we can reduce the amount of curing time we have, then we can reduce the intraoperative time and and increase our efficiency. And so, you know, a a couple of systems allow us to do that. One of those is the blue face power cure. They have a three second curing mode. So if you're using Adhes Universal uh, and you're using Tetric uh, Power Fill and Tetric Power Flow uh, restorative materials and the blue face power cure light, your curing time goes down to three seconds, three seconds for the adhesive and then three seconds for your four millimeter increment. So that really starts to cut some time off. And so now we're talking two, two and a half minutes, three minutes of procedure or a, a, a restoration, you know, and that may not seem like that big a deal, but if you cut three minutes off of every composite you do for an entire year, that's serious stuff, right? It's, it's uh, I don't know if you've read the book, Atomic Habits, right? Atomic Habits are like the little changes that we make that make a big difference in our lives, that's one of those atomic habits. So no doubt, that's a huge time saver to reduce your curing time to three seconds from what is typically 20 seconds and 10 seconds and so forth is huge over time, I agree. Now, there is something that our listeners should know that in order to get that three-second cure, you need to use the Blue Phase Power Cure Light with the composite materials that are part of the Avaclar system, which is the Tetric Power Fill and the Tetric Power Flow. Exactly. Yeah. Which exactly. is not, which yeah. is not, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's something that you can't buy that curing light and take it on any material that you currently use. And cure for three seconds. Right. But yeah. you probably could exactly. use the, you can use the curing light though, right? You just can't get three seconds. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Just not in the three second mode. Yeah. Dentists love to think that they're Miles Davis and can just start improvising, you know, with whatever, <laughs> like mix and match at this and that. Right. And, uh, and the truth is, uh, you know, that's fine. Like using an Imaclar light on say, uh, you know, 3M or dense fly composite will work just fine, just not in that three second mode. And the reason that is, is because number one is there's a specific array of both violet and blue LEDs inside the curing light that are specifically 
made for the photo initiator system that is in the adhes and then in the tetric power fill and tetric power flow restoratives and in addition to that there's a special monomer system inside those adhesives and that uh, restorative material that is specifically made to be cured at three seconds at this very specific wavelength so it's a system that's made to go together just out of curiosity did you switch over to this system because of the time savings or what was the main impetus for your decision to use this as your go-to restorative material? Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, when you try something like this, it's like, okay, well, would I consider switching to a three-second cure system like this if I hated the way the material handled? Obviously mm-hmm. not, because then I don't know as if I'd save all that much time. I'd spend more time trying to shape the composite than I would saving the curing time. So it's got to be kind of all of it together. I like the way it looks. The Tetric Power Fill and Tetric Power Flow tend to opacify very well. So uh, bulk fill materials in the beginning used to be pretty translucent. So if you had any darkness underneath it, the restorations would look gray when you were done. And these will pacify pretty well. So they look really good. Um, the second thing is, is I do like the way it handles. Uh, it, it handles well. It's nice and creamy. It's not hard and waxy. Uh, and so it just handles well to my taste. And so I'm able to shape efficiently and then add that on top of the of the curing efficiency. And it's, it's one of my routine go-to systems. I usually keep a few different composite systems in my office for, for different indications. And this is one that, that would oftentimes be one that I would pick up. So when it comes to direct restorative composite, many dentists use paste systems. They also use flowable systems. At this point in time, do we need both in our practice? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think back to dental school and I remember my uh, dental school operative professor, my junior of dental school, his name was Dave Overton. He's, he's since passed away, but he was a tremendous educator. And this was back in like 2002. And so foldable composites had just kind of hit the market back then. And they were just crummy. They, they, they had high shrinkage, they had very low filler rate. They just weren't very strong and very good. And so he used to, he used to admonish us for wanting to use foldable anywhere. But God, these materials have changed so much since then. They're so much nicer. They're so much more filler. Um, they're much stronger than they used to be. They have much less shrinkage. Um, you know, the, the, the original foldable composites used to shrink around 8%. You know, now these are shrinking at 1.6%. Like it's just totally changed. So I really like having flowable um, and a paste together that can be used together, um, sometimes even within the same increment. So there are times that I need a flowable, right? Tiny little restoration, tiny little pit, hard to get paste into that. Sometimes it's way easier to get a flowable in there, right? Um, sometimes I need a liner, that's a flowable, right? You're an endodontist, so I think you oftentimes encounter that around the floor of a of a of a chamber. You know, trying to get paste down in there just doesn't work very well. You really need a, a, a flowable to get in all those nooks and crannies. And in class twos, I really like to put a little uh, dot of the flowable. I mean, just a, a a small dot, a very small increment. And instead of curing right then, I go right to the paste. And so I use the flowable and the paste together in the same increment to make sure that we don't get any voids and that we fill everything. And oftentimes, a hydraulic pressure of the paste will push the flowable out of the preparation. And that's totally fine. If I waste that flowable, if I push it out, it ends up on my two by two on the scrap heap when we're done. I don't mind that. But anywhere where there's flowable left, it's probably a little area I would have had a void before. So using the two together, they're designed to be used together. They can even be cured together in the same increment. That's why I like having that flexibility. There's times where I use just flowable. Times I just use just paste, and there's time when I use both of them together. And so having a flowable and a paste together really gives me that opportunity 
to really take care of any indication that comes up. And that's what I like. It's really all about efficiency. It's a combination of a lot of things, faster curing, uh, bulk fill materials, sectional matrices. The whole system works together. And the idea is to obviously cut chair side time, get the patient out sooner. Because as you mentioned earlier in this podcast, no patient wants to sit in a dental chair longer than they have to. And it's just a matter of building more efficiencies into our everyday practice. Absolutely. I, I just think back to like when, when uh, you know, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years ago, how we would schedule patients for like a couple of class two composites, you know, it'd be an hour, eh, 40, 50 minutes to an hour in, in my in my practice. And I'd be fighting Toffelmeyers and placing all these increments, trying to make sure I got a contact. And now with the bulk fill systems that are, are optimized and give me options like the Tetra Power Fill and Tetra Power Flow three second power cure system. Uh, using segmental or sectional matrices, um, you know, it, it's just really taking that time. Now, now we schedule two class two composites for like 25 minutes, 20 minutes. So it's really cut off like half the time of that. We get much more reliable contacts because the sectional matrices, we get much better contours because of sectional matrices. And when I can do these all in, in one increment or or two at the most, just makes these way easier. We end up uh, being able to shape the increments better. So we adjusting the occlusions easier. Just everything's gotten way easier than it used to be. Um, and, and it's thanks to a lot of these manufacturers for making products that are based on problems that we have in, in our practice. And I think all of us can identify with just the headache sometimes of direct restorative industry. It's hard. It's not easy. And so I'm glad that we have companies that are working to make our lives easier. Because yeah. uh, there's a lot of other things in our lives that make it hard. All right, Dr. Austin, pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Uh, we know how busy you are. Thanks for your time and look forward to having you on future podcasts. Thank you. Have a good one. If you've been enjoying our podcast, we'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback by leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, or any other platform you listen on. Leaving a review is a fantastic way to support us and help others discover our show. Thanks for listening. See you next time.